I love you. You're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. You didn't know that was scripture, did you? <laughs> I doubt he said that, but it's awesome that he said it on the video. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the church at Sturkey Hills. We're so glad that you're here. And let me just tell you, boys and girls, adults, I am a big Christmas fan for a lot of reasons. My whole life, even when I was a little kid, I have always loved Christmas. I love Christmas decorations and Christmas lights. I love Christmas packages. I don't like to wrap them, but I like to open them. I like uh, Christmas cookies. My favorite is thumbprint. I like Christmas candy. My new favorite is hallelujah toffee. I love uh, everything about Christmas, all right, most everything about Christmas. Most of all, I like the fact that we, this is our opportunity in the Christian community and the world to celebrate God coming to earth in the form of a little baby with one mission in mind, and that is to ultimately die on a cross to save us from ourselves to forgive our sin and offer us hope and offer us life and offer us an opportunity to be made right with God and to spend eternity with him in forever in heaven. And so I like church at Christmas time. I like children generally. I like my grandchildren all the time, especially at Christmas. I like everything that we do to celebrate Jesus. I like the parade and the program and the party. I like preaching about it. I like Christmas, but I have to be transparent with you. Uh, there are some things that I am not that crazy about. So before I get to those, I want you to tell the person next to you a few things that you like about Christmas. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Go. All right, that's enough. We ain't that happy at Christmas, come on. Some of y'all struggled a little bit. Some of y'all like me, man, it's easy to make a list, all right? But let, I'm a pastor, I try to be transparent. I try to be transparent to let you know we're just real, we're just people. And there's some things about Christmas I just am not that crazy about. Number one, the song Silent Night is not my favorite song. It stays in first gear the whole time. I'm a third gear kind of guy. And we'll, but, 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 but we will, we're going to sing Silent Night because at the end we're going to light candles and you need first gear so you don't catch each other on fire, burn the church down for Christmas, okay? So we're going to do Silent Night, but transparency is just not my favorite song. And number two, I'm not crazy about the expression happy holidays. That's fine for New Year's, okay? Christmas is already taken. His name is in the, in, the night, in the name, okay? Christmas. I'm about Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas again. Let me hear you say Merry Christmas. I mean, kids, y'all are awesome. All right, now, another thing I don't like at Christmas, you ready? And it's, if it hurts your feelings, I'm sorry, a fruitcake. I like fruit. I like cake. But let's just keep them separate at Christmas. They put the stuff in there, little red things, little green things, little black things. Don't tell me they're fruit. These are not fruit. It's a mystery gum. I don't know what it is, okay? So, so not a big fan of fruitcake. And, and lastly, I'm not a fan of eggnog. Anything that has the word nog in it is something I don't like. Nog, in its own words, sounds like you're clearing the stuff from your throat. Nog, pooey. That's what it sounds like. So I'm not a fan. You may love the stuff. You need to pray about that. Here's what I did a little research on, okay? Here's what I learned about eggnog around the world. Number one, in Poland, eggnog is called kogel mogul. I don't like kogel mogul either. I'll just go ahead and tell you. That does not help me like it. Secondly, in Germany, Germany, it's called ear liqueur. Sounds like a wet willy. I don't want something licking my ear. Number three, in Mexico, it's called rom popi. 
I don't want to step in Popey. I don't want to touch Popey. I sure don't want to drink anything with Popey in it. Amen? Amen. And lastly, in Peru, I'm not making this up. You can research it yourself. It's called Pisco. We're going to keep moving. So your pastor does not do the nog at Christmas. Okay, fair enough. Now, now, so I need you, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I want you to tell the person next to you three or four things you don't like about Christmas. Just go ahead. All right, all right. And so this is the weekend, right? This is it, okay? Some of y'all been planning for this for six months. Some of you about six hours, but it's here, okay? Christmas weekend, this is it. And, and, and it's an opportunity to celebrate the God of the universe coming to earth in the form and the fashion of humanity as a little bitty baby born of a virgin, about 2,000 years ago. And it's beautiful. The story itself should, should draw you in because mankind, we can't even fabricate a narrative or a story this good. And so, but at the same time, when we get it, there's billions of people who don't. In our world, there's over 7 billion people and about 3 billion of them would claim some level of Christianity. It may be a Protestant church, maybe a Catholic church. About three billion would profess some kind of relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But most of the world have a different view of Christmas altogether. They know it's different. They know there's something special about it because why would you spend so much money and so much effort and so much time and create so much festivity about something that's not significant? Well, the truth of it is it is very significant. It's significant to us And it's significant from God's vantage point because Christmas is the moment in time when God would choose in all of eternity a moment, a a fraction of a second, when he would come into this world, God with us, Emmanuel, God with us, in the form of a human being. And at the same time, while many of us celebrate Christmas in a very real way, there's a whole lot of people who experience what I would call Christmas. In other words, the last three letters, M-A-S or M-I-S-S, they simply miss the Christ of Christmas. They simply miss what Christmas is all about. They miss Jesus in the mix. And they fail to consider that the fact that out of all of the 365 days on the calendar year, there is one day isolated and highlighted as the day that we celebrate Jesus Christ coming to this world. They just simply miss it. Now, I want to tell you something. The calendar, if there's nothing else at Christmas, the calendar every day of the year should remind you of Jesus Christ. Kids, listen to me. I want you to know something. You, your calendar that you look at, that you live your life around, is connected to Jesus. And I want to show you, tell you why that's important. Because the, if you look at the calendar today, it would say December 24th, and up on somewhere on the heading, it will say 2023, right? Well, the 2023 is directly connected to Jesus Christ and his birthday. You see, Jesus split time. Jesus altered the calendar for history. Before Jesus was born, every date, every year, were so many days B.C., before Christ came. Jesus shows up in the form of a baby. The calendar is adjusted, and every year after Jesus gets here is A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. That's, it's personal. 
Jesus coming is personally connected to each of our lives. Let me give you an example. My birthday is July 24th. Write that down if you want to send me a gift. July 24th. And I was born in 1962. That means 1,962 years before my mother gave birth to me, Mary gave birth to Jesus. I'm connected to Jesus simply in the calendar. So it's everywhere. We should know, we should know that Jesus is significant in this world. And Jesus is a big deal. And Christmas is a big deal. Now in America, how big of a deal is it? Here it is. Research recently shows this. 90% of Americans celebrate Christmas as a holiday. Nine out of 10 celebrate Christmas in America, okay? You got the 10%, maybe they're Jehovah's Witness, maybe they're just Scrooge, maybe they're broke, I don't know, but they ain't celebrate, right? Number two, 72% of those people believe that Christmas is the time that the Christian community celebrates Jesus's, the, 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 Jesus's birth. In other words, whether they believe in Jesus or not, they believe that Jesus uh, is the reason that we have this holiday. Uh, but only 46% of those celebrate Jesus at Christmas. Now, let me explain what that means. In all of America, nine out of 10 people celebrate Christmas. But in, out of those nine out of 10, only four and a half out of 10 believe that Jesus is really God's son who has come to earth. Now, 41% uh, of the church, of the believers, only 41% believe that Jesus existed before he was born in Bethlehem. Let me just clear that up. Let me clear this up. Jesus was not created 2,000 years ago in the womb of Mary. Jesus was not created at all. Jesus is God who existed with God the Father for eternity. Now, that'll make your head spin, and I can't unpack it much more than that. But Scripture tells us Jesus has always been with God the Father. When he came to this earth, he chose to come as a baby. So we need to understand that. So it's a big deal in America. Do you know how much money we'll spend this year on Christmas? A trillion dollars. About a million of it was my wife for Christmas, okay? But, but the rest of it is a trillion dollars. Oh, we'll, sorry, babe. A uh, trillion dollars we'll spend. It's a big deal. So in all of that, in all that I just said, how does somebody miss Christmas? I mean, if you think about it in America itself, Christmas, Jesus is the one that we sing songs about. Jesus is the one often depicted on a Christmas card. Jesus is the one that preachers preach about. Jesus is the one that little plays and dramas are acted out about. How could somebody in all of that have a Christmas instead of a Christmas? Well, it's easy. It's easy. You see, the very first Christmas is when Christmas began. The opportunity to be so close, but yet so far away. The opportunity to enjoy everything on the outside, on the perimeter of Christmas, but miss Jesus in the middle of it. To miss the opportunity to have an encounter of celebration to Jesus Christ, who is God, who came to rescue us. So in the Bible, we, let me first talk about some people didn't miss it, right? And, and today, we can be like these people. In the Bible, in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, we read this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town called Galilee of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So we first we see this angel, Gabriel. He didn't miss Christmas. He had Christmas. No Christmas for him. You see, Gabriel came from heaven. 
He's a special angel of God. And he knew this was going to happen before it happened. And he was chosen and honored with the task of announcing Jesus coming to this earth on the first Christmas. He didn't miss it. He didn't miss it. And you and I can be like Gabriel. We can help people know, hey, Jesus came at Christmas. We can be that ambassador, the one to tell people the real reason of the season. Who is Jesus? Number two, Luke chapter two. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem or Bethlehem. Because he was of a house and family line of David. And he went to be registered with Mary who was promised in marriage to him. And who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. We find the second group of people who did not miss Christmas. And it's Mary and Joseph. uh, Jesus' earthly mommy and daddy. We can be like Mary and Joseph, we can be the ones who deliver Jesus to the world. We're the ones who carry Jesus. Uh, Like Mary carried Jesus in her womb, we carry Jesus in our heart. And we can carry Jesus to the world. And that's what we're called to do. Number three, Luke chapter 1, verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. What is this talking about? Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. Uh, Elizabeth was, was, was made pregnant late in her life. And she gave birth to Jesus' cousin who would be the forerunner of Jesus. And the Bible says that John the Baptist didn't miss Christmas. He knew Jesus was coming because when Mary showed up before Jesus was even born, John the Baptist, while still in Elizabeth's womb, leapt with joy, was filled with the Holy Spirit. He knew Christmas was on the way. Now, in Luke chapter 2, we find another group of people who... Um, who did not miss Christmas. And I'm going to get somebody to read it for me because they read better than I do. Let's show this video. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats. You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. (laughs) What a treat. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Now, the shepherds didn't miss it, and it makes sense why they were invited to the party the first Christmas, why they didn't have a Christmas, because they're shepherds. They're taking care of sheep. And before them, in that manger, in that stable, in Bethlehem, would be the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. And so shepherds were invited. And so shepherds didn't miss Christmas, and quite honestly, neither did Linus. He got it. He nailed it. And so we keep reading in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, we find another group of individuals who did not miss Christmas. It says, as they came came into the house and saw the child with Mary his mother they bowed down and worshiped him they opened their treasure boxes and gave him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh we find here the wise men the magi the kings who brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, they may have showed up to the Christmas party a little late. Often when we do our skits and our plays, the wise men show up right after the shepherds. It may have been two years later before they even made it, but they were headed to Christmas. They knew Christmas came, and they did not miss it. And so what's the point in the wise men and the kings? Because they would come, the the, the renowned, the, the sophisticated of their day, would come and worship this baby because they knew laying in that feeding trough was no ordinary baby. He was the king of the universe. And so we find people who didn't miss it. And one of the most beautiful ones of all, which quite honestly I never really noticed until this Christmas, is found in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. It says, the angel speaking, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled by his words and began to wonder about the meaning of this greeting. So the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. And Jesus will be great. And Jesus will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Jesus will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And Jesus' kingdom will never end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I have not been intimate with a man? Now we're going to see who showed up for first Christmas. It says, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. There's one. He goes on and he says, and the power of the Most High, that's God the Father, will overshadow you. And therefore, the child to be born will be holy. Jesus will be called the name, his name, the Son of God. The Trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, they didn't miss Christmas. They were there on the very first Christmas And so we see that we can show up for Christmas. We can have Jesus in the middle of this festive season. We can have Jesus in the middle of this thing we called Christmas, and he should be. You take Jesus out of the historical narrative, and there is no Christmas. And so because of that, we don't have to miss Christmas. Christmas, but I want you to show you, I want to show you that often what we do is we more identify with another group of people than we do the ones that we just shared. Often we look like these people. So uh, who had a Christmas, uh, Chris, who, who celebrated Christmas rather than Christmas? Well, there's some categories I want to show you. The first one is in Luke chapter 2. The first people that missed it, we see it. It says, now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus to register all the empire for taxes. And this was the first registration taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Then it says, everyone went to his own town to be registered. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. Talk, speaking of Mary. 
And Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The first person we read about who experienced Christmas rather than Christmas is the innkeeper. There's no name for the innkeeper. We don't know if it's a man or if it's a woman. We just know that the innkeeper had a Christmas experience. Now, what is going on here? How can we identify with this person with no name? Because this person is responsible for the local hotel, for the local place to rent to stay the night. And on this particular night, Bethlehem, which was a very small town, typically they say about 100 people, on this night could have been 1,000 people because people came from all over to register uh, under Quirinius so they would know how much taxes they were going to be paying. And so it was a, it was a bustling place, man. It was a happening place. And, and, and here's the innkeeper just doing their job. Okay, the innkeeper is sold out. This is like Black Friday of innkeeping, an opportunity to double down, maximize our resources and our profits for the weekend. And so he flipped the sign in the window that says no room, no vacancy here. And meanwhile, he's got the king of the universe laying in a feeding trough out in a stable in the backyard. The innkeeper represents a group of people much like, like us. Listen to me. Not too bad, just way too busy. And that's who the innkeeper is. The innkeeper was so busy with all that was going on, providing for his family, making a living, so, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they, he, this person missed Christmas and experienced a Christmas. This person, the innkeeper today, represents the person who has no room for anything else in their life. My life is so busy. My life is so full I just don't have time for anything else in my life. Number two, another category we often identify with so that we run the risk of missing Christmas is found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It says that the angel speaking, she will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This all happened so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. That prophecy said, look, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This was spoken in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 4, 700 years before Jesus came. Micah chapter 5, verse 2 said this about where Jesus would be born. It said, as for you, Bethlehem, Epathra, seemingly insignificant among the clans of Judah, from you a king will emerge who will rule over Israel on my behalf, one whose origins are in distance past. This group of people who experienced Christmas are the Jewish people. The Jewish people had been told for centuries, literally almost a thousand years. In fact, you could make the argument that when Moses wrote the book of Genesis, when Jesus said, I will send my Messiah and he will crush the head of the serpent, that the prophecy of Jesus goes back as far as scripture goes. So they had been told hundreds and hundreds of years, hey, Jesus is coming. Don't miss Christmas. He's on his way. The Jewish people, the Jewish crowd were religious people. They had checked all the boxes. They're going through the motions. They're doing the procedures. They're listening and reading scripture. They understand the law. They just missed the one who came to fulfill all of the law. The Jewish people represent the religious community. The people just like our world who check boxes, attend services, do religious functions, but at the end of the day, their reality is a Christmas. This group 
is the group who has no room for a religion to be personal or intimate in their life. And thirdly, I want you to see another group of people we often identify with, of people who have a Christmas, and that's found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 3. It says, when King Herod heard this, he was alarmed, and all of Jerusalem with him. And after assembling all the chief priests and the experts in the law, he asked them where Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they said, for it is written this way by the prophet. Verse 6 says, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are in no way least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7, Then Herodly privately summoned the wise men and determined from them when the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and look carefully for the child, and when you find him, inform me so that I can go and worship him as well. Now in Matthew 2, we see Herod's response about how, what Christmas looked like to him. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, in other words, they did not tell him where Jesus was born, Herod became enraged and he sent men to kill all the children in Bethlehem and throughout the surrounding region from the age of two and under according to the time he had learned from the wise men. The, the third group or person is King Herod. The king is the one who missed Christmas because of pride. This, king is the, this person is the one who is so full of himself that he didn't have time for another king in his world. King Herod, history says, was born an Arab in, in his, uh, under his parents, uh, in his parents' family. They converted to Judaism. But in his heart, he never really converted. And so he would do the practices of Judaism, but he never really converted to what it meant to be a Jew. And so he had hatred in his heart. He had distrust in his heart. He was threatened by everybody about losing his own personal throne to the point that he murdered his wife, murdered two of his sons because he thought they were going to try to overturn his kingdom. So King Herod represents the group of people who have no room for another king in their life. No room for another Lord of my life. I have this under control. This is my life. I want to lead my life. I want to lord my life. And I don't want to listen to another king. That other king threatens me. Now, in all of that, here we are, Christmas Eve 2023, and we're reminded, each one of us, we can live our lives this Christmas season and be like Gabriel, who gets to announce to the world that Jesus is here. We get to be like Mary and Joseph, who carry Jesus into the world to deliver the greatest thing that's ever happened to this planet. We get to deliver him to the world. Uh, we get to be like the, the shepherds who realize that, that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away our sin, and we worship him for that. We get to be like the wise men who get to bring gifts to Jesus and celebrate the fact that he's the absolute king of the universe, that he's the one who created and the one who sustains all things. Or, or we can experience Christmas 2023 and be like those like the innkeeper, just simply too busy to embrace Jesus this Christmas season. Or we can be like uh, Herod, where there's no room for another king in my life. So the question is, which group would you identify with most this Christmas? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to know this this season. The reason we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to this earth. 
The reason Jesus came to this earth is because God loves you so much. He loved you before you were born. He, loved, he loves you in all of your mistakes and all of your baggage. He loves you on your worst days as much as he loves you on your best days. He loves you so much that he wrapped himself in skin, came to this earth, and died to die on a cross to forgive us of our sin. And so it is on this day, Scripture tells us that Jesus came to deliver us from the power of darkness and transfer us to the kingdom of the Son that He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And I want you to know today, this could be the greatest Christmas in your existence. This could be the Christmas that changes your eternal destiny. This could be the day when you simply receive the greatest gift ever given, who is Jesus Christ, given on what we celebrate as Christmas 2,000 years ago, you could receive him into your life simply by praying a prayer to God that says, God, it is in this moment that I want to agree with you. That's re what repentance is. No longer do I agree with myself and the world. I want to repent and change my mind to align with you. I want Jesus to come into my life and forgive all of my sin, and I got a bunch of them. And he knows about your sin. And you just confess to him about your sin. And then you simply say, God, I want this Jesus that you sent 2,000 years ago. I want Jesus to come into my life and save me from my sinful self. I want Jesus to come in not just to save me, but to be my king and my Lord. I want Jesus to lead me through all of eternity. And then you simply thank God for hearing your prayer. And maybe you're here today and you feel that in your heart. You feel an invitation into God's family. That's not from me. That's from the Holy Spirit inviting you into his family. And for the rest of us then that have maybe already made that decision, our prayer today just simply needs to be this. Jesus, be the center of my Christmas. Jesus, help me live for you today and tomorrow, especially sharing your love with the world out there that lives in darkness. Father, we thank you for the day you've given us, the opportunity to come. I thank you for every man, every woman, every little boy, and every little girl, every baby that's chattering. I thank you for every single soul. God, I pray that your hand of blessing will be upon them during this Christmas season. God, I pray that if it's your will to save some on this day, that you would do that, that they would, for the first time, be united with you, God, through Jesus, your son. I pray for the rest of us who have already made that commitment and that profession of faith. God, I pray that this would be the best Christmas ever because Jesus is right in the middle of it. We give you praise and we give you glory for it all. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. We hope that God spoke to you through this message. If you enjoyed the message, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and visit our website at sturkey.church to find all the latest information and upcoming events. Be sure to join us again next week. Until then, may God bless you.